Our sponsor this week is Choose Life. The mission of Choose Life is to equip all Catholics with rosaries for life. How do they do that? By creating rosaries for every age group and every person. For little ones, they have soft silicone rosaries. These rosaries are strung on durable organic cotton cord and have food-grade silicone for the beads. These rosaries are a beautiful way to bring your little ones to Mary and also offer something to soothe and delight them. For slightly older kids, Choose Life offers their Shepherd Kids rosaries. These rosaries are also made with silicone beads but are slightly smaller and have more space between the beads so that kids learning their rosary can slide each bead as they pray. Finally, for adults, Choose Life has beautiful rosary bracelets. With many different styles and colors, the rosary bracelets are a great tool for someone trying to form the daily habit of praying the rosary. Not only is it very accessible on your wrist, but it also features a bookmark crucifix medal that can be used to keep your spot in your rosary. So if you only have a minute here and there to pray throughout your day, no worries. Hold your place with the crucifix medal and continue when you have your next chance. Choose Life aims to provide beautiful and durable tools to help you pray the rosary every single day. You can find their rosaries and a number of other wonderful products on their website, ChooseLife.com. Use the Abide Code 10 to get 10% off your next order. That's ChooseLife, C-H-E-W-S, Life.com. Hi, friends, and welcome to Season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we are launching our last installment of Identities. So we are going to start our four-part series on Bride, which will have wonderful nuances and many facets that will unfold. And so we're going to start with um, the title Freely in Love. We're going to talk about free, total, faithful, and fruitful. And we're going to talk about a lot of, obviously, the icon of the bride, that we're all the bride, that we're the bride of Christ. And so Christ is the divine bridegroom and what the icon of marriage is. And so uh, there's just going to be a lot of beautiful things that I think that are going to unfold. And so we're recording this way ahead of time. (laughs) I know. I can't believe it's May right now. Yeah. (laughs) I can't when this, no, no, when no, this no. actually yeah mm-hmm. when this actually does um, air. So what we're going to do is something we've been doing if you've listened to our series on daughter sister and mother, we have one gospel or one scripture quote that guides all of the episodes. So we take that and then it allows you to kind of sink down deeply with it. And so what we're going to choose for our identity as bride, we're going to choose Genesis chapter 2 verses 18 to 25. And just to invite you, even if you, you've you heard this before, it's very well known, but just to see kind of as it washes over you today and also as the weeks unfold, um, just what you notice in your heart. So here we go. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what the man would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and all to all the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. 
and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of her man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So, there's so much in there. Heather, what, uh, what are some of your thoughts as we dive into this identity and the Genesis passage? And we have like a lot of beautiful bullet points here, but what's on your heart right now yeah, as we unfold this? There's so much in that passage, but the part that struck out to me just as, you, as struck me as you were reading it was we're not meant to be alone, mm-hmm. you know? Just that that's, we were talking about this in the last series and we've talked about it many times, but this is the image in which we are made and mm-hmm. God's image that is a, a family of life and love. It's a communion mm-hmm. of persons. And and I think sometimes we often feel alone in many places and to just remember that this is the original design of us that we were made to be in mm-hmm. communion, like primarily with God, but mm-hmm. also with others. And mm-hmm. I think this topic of bride is going to, you know, for some people, they're like, well, I'm not a bride or mm-hmm. I'm not married yet. And again, mm-hmm. we just want to remind everybody that this is more than that. Yes. This is at any stage of or any state of life that you mm-hmm. find yourself in, we are all called to be bride. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited about this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love how Michelle says the word naked. Naked. So. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> I say it correctly. I'm sorry. Okay. She's going to sell. Uh-huh. The word according to Michelle. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited. I think it was interesting when we were praying about this topic uh, sister had the idea to do the free, total, faithful, mm-hmm. all those parts of it. And just even going through that part of the marriage ceremony, mm-hmm. and it's the um, statement of intention, mm. which I love that, like, this is the intent. Mm-hmm. And so the priest will say, have you come here freely, attent upon giving yourself to your intended spouse in marriage? Mm. But that whole idea, have you come here freely, mm-hmm. you know, just really stood out to me. And like Heather was saying, but we are all the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. Whatever our vocation is, we are all the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the whole um, Christian journey is, you know, to be reunited and in union with the bridegroom, no matter mm-hmm. who you are. And so just like asking myself, have I come here freely? Mm-hmm. You know, what is entangling me? What mm-hmm. is hindering me? Where am I? What areas am I not free? And what areas am I not giving myself mm-hmm. freely to the Lord, mm-hmm. to my spouse, like my husband, but to others? Like you mm-hmm. said, we're all called to communion. And so we're called to communion with not only the Lord, but with others. Mm-hmm. And so what's blocking my freedom? Yeah. You know? Which is interesting when you think of the marriage ceremony in the Catholic Church, just the rich glory of it and just all the beautiful parts of it and that it is, it's a right in and of itself, but it's also, you know, many times placed within the heart of the um, holy sacrifice of the mass Mm -hmm. where the husband and the wife literally receive Holy Communion. Like mm-hmm. they come together feeling Holy Communion. And I was at a wedding uh, not too long ago and the the priest gave such an outstanding homily, but he talked about how, you know, love love requires an altar. Mm-hmm. Like all of our loves require an altar of sacrifice. All mm-hmm. of our loves require an altar of, of revelation. And he said the husband and the wife today, they're, they've just, you know, declare, they're declaring their intent verbally and they're going to, to give themselves to each other verbally, and then they're going to receive together the Holy Eucharist of communion within themselves, is then tonight through their bodies they will come together in the, in the fullness of the communion. And you just think of just the deep reverence of, gosh, of freedom, 
mm-hmm. of love can love can't be coerced. It can't mm-hmm. be like you know we say oh, money can't buy love. It really can't. And even just people sometimes well-meaning say, you know, you should do this or you should do this or, you know, you ought to say marry this person or you ought to be a priest or you ought to be a religious sister. And and sometimes not really understanding just the freedom of the gift of mm-hmm. the person, of of how God always respects our freedom. And I, I've, I've always found that really beautiful about God that, you know, as a divine person and Christ is a human, human and divine, the only only person to give us the gift of free will and never seek to manipulate it, mm-hmm. which is – we can't even imagine what that's like because we do it all the time, like trying to get people to do what we want. And it's it's funny. We're crazy like that. But <laughs> the freedom of the Lord, of the Lord is not out to manipulate us or to strong arm us or to, to solicit us to do something we don't want to do. Just the and – and when somebody gives us the freedom to be, it just lets our heart breathe. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I, I, I don't have to – Please you, or I don't have to. I can just be myself. And they're like, oh no, you can. You don't have to say it about me. You're like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And then after all, like, no, I want to say it now because <laughs> it's like free, you oh, know. Yeah, it's mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like, it and it even taps into some of those questions of why does God allow suffering in the world? Yes. You know, and it's because of this free will that mm-hmm. He allows us to choose things. And mm-hmm. and there's many people that choose not good things. Yeah. You know, they choose to hurt people, to mm-hmm. harm people, to destroy things, and. Mm-hmm. And yet God and his great love, like, wants us to be free. Mm-hmm. And and I think for many of us, we go, well, why doesn't God just make it this way, this way? And and often it would be an infringement on our freedom, yes. which mm-hmm. so scary things can happen when we're, yes. when we're free to choose. Um, but at the same time, it's this beautiful, I agree, aspect of God's personality mm-hmm. and his character that he's like, if you're going to love me, it has to be free. And that's why even in marriage, like marriage is the sign, right, yes. of, of Christ's love. It's most... Uh, beautiful icon, really, mm-hmm. of of who God is and His union with us. Mm-hmm. And although it's lived out in imperfect ways, the intention and the actual, like, if marriage was lived perfectly, this is the best sign that we have. Mm-hmm. It's the, the closest sign that we have to the love of God. And so that's why it's important that these questions are asked. Have you come here freely? Because if you haven't, actually your marriage is invalid. It's, mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. it's not a real marriage. That that's so essential to yes. the loving bond that mirrors our love with Christ and yes. our union with Christ that it's free. Mm-hmm. So if you have been coerced or you have been mm-hmm. forced or manipulated or whatever it might be that – that, yeah, that's grounds for an annulment, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that you can't enter into a union that mm-hmm. way. Um, so there's a respect there that yes. I think is so incredibly beautiful mm-hmm. that we should mirror in our marriages, mm-hmm. but also in our relationship with God and with one another, mm-hmm. that this freedom is something that is is beautiful and mm-hmm. painful at times when it doesn't go our way. You know, mm-hmm. that's the risk of love. Like love always requires risk mm-hmm. where we could be hurt. Mm-hmm. It requires risk because it requires vulnerability, and which requires nakedness. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it requires like this exposure. And you are um, like we even researching different classes have been taking. Like we are literally wired scientifically for connection mm-hmm. or protection. Those mm-hmm. are the, our two elements that we do physiologically. Mm-hmm. Like either we're connecting or protecting. Mm-hmm. You know that is what we are looking for signs. And so like w- like we said, we are designed for communion. Mm-hmm. We're designed for connection. But to come. Here freely, and I think about the Lord, and I, two years ago, my word for the year was romance, mm-hmm. and just diving deeper in the Lord, who is the most faithful lover, mm-hmm. who is the most constant in pursuit um, lover. He is just so kind, and even sometimes to think of him in that, that context makes people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that is who he is, and if you look at the book of Hosea, you know, I will lure her into the desert and woo her back and speak to her, but... I always still am reminded, like that was one of my scriptures from my silent retreat, um, personal retreat that I did. And I still come back to that scripture 
all the time in just the, the book of Hosea because I realized I can also break the Lord's heart. Amen. You know, like we are free to hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know, we think like, well, he is, you know, powerful and sovereign and all this kind of stuff. But it's a love relationship. And he doesn't want to be a duty or a chore yeah, or someone yeah. thing on a task mm-hmm. list yeah. or for to check off. Like I'm going to mass here. I'm doing this. He wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. He wants us to respond like the bride in Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. He wants us to awaken. He wants us to be fully yeah. alive. And so when it says, when you have you come here freely, mm-hmm. you know, he wants our freedom to choose him, to be in relationship with him and asking ourselves the hard questions. Why am I not free mm-hmm. in my relationship with the Lord and asking those harder questions of myself, you know, mm-hmm. or why do I choose idols mm-hmm. like the wife in um, Hosea? Like, why do I choose all these idols and things that don't, will not fulfill me, yeah. but yet I think they will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have, like, we all serve at other altars, don't oh, we? Yes. We yes. all kneel down and just uh-huh. offer some incense, offer a pinch of incense to all yeah. of our idols. That we do. Oh. And it, we kind of mock, you know, medieval societies, but we it's alive and well because idolatry is in the human heart out of original sin. So every generation passes it down just a little bit differently. And mm. I think when you think mm-hmm. about freedom also, I just think of— you know, the Genesis passage that we read, but also John Paul II's uh, concept of original solitude, mm-hmm. which, I mean, you can look at the word Adam meaning male and female, and then the differentiation is noted when Eve is created. And there's, but that every man and every woman has a place in their heart and their soul of original solitude that belongs just to God. Yes. That is a sacred space that only. Only the Lord and that person are allowed to enter, mm-hmm. and that is a deep sovereignty of the human person. And we try when we try to infringe upon that of other people, it's very violating. And this place where the Lord, at any moment in our life, we can turn to the Lord in the garden of our soul, and He's there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where that's our deepest longing. That's our deepest fulfillment. It's a place like we were talking about, mother of the place of unbroken love, unbroken connection, unbroken security, all the things that we want in our life, and of total freedom where the Lord is always inviting. Just always inviting mm-hmm. us there of of that deep place in our hearts. And it's from that ordering of our love there in the deepest places, we've, we've talked about it before, that all of our other loves can be ordered because I think you had said, Heather, in our series on Mother, otherwise we're trying to stuff people or things like idolatry. We're starting yes. to stuff in the, mm-hmm. in the place of original solitude. And it's not original loneliness. <laughs> it's, uh, it's being with the Lord. It's being connected with the Lord. And where he is our deepest fulfillment there. And it, and that's the deepest sign of marriage is it's the icon of how God loves us into eternity, that all of us will be the bride of Christ, men and women alike, which is why the church is marrying before she's Petrine. But I think all of us is very important for us when we go into those places that there is a sacred garden within each one of us that is a free place that the Lord is always inviting us to that's very sacred just to us and the Lord alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is the school of love where, Amen. like you said, that we learn to love. Yeah others in that in that deep way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's hard to really live in the fulfillment of our vocations Yeah, if we don't know that love there in that it's hidden so place. True. Like, I mean, the more that we push the Lord out or have these blocks up, walls, protections against, against him and the ways that we might think he might hurt us because of our misconceptions of him, like when we allow those things to be healed and the intimacy that comes and the deeper union that comes, our capacity to love inevitably expands. Like Mm -hmm. we just, it's like when the walls come down, expansion happens Mm -hmm. and we're able to love more freely and fruitfully Mm -hmm. um, in our other relationships. And I, I think just the whole analogy of marriage and love in regards to our relationship with God is yes. so beautiful, like all yeah. throughout scripture, even talking about the harlot, like you yeah. were saying, you know, mm-hmm. the, the idols, the ways that we've turned away and recognizing this is all of us. So all true. of us um, have been the harlot. 
All of us have been the betrayer. All of us are the unfaithful ones. And yet God is always faithful and pursues and pursues and is unrelenting in his love. And there's always a way to come back. You know, there's always a way to turn right around and to experience his love again. And I think to be able to bring that type of love, that Mm -hmm. faithful love, not just to experience it, but to give it in our other relationships and in our vocation. Mm -hmm. So back to the Lord, but also to our spouse, if that's what we're called to. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. It is the love that transforms. It's Mm -hmm. what transforms us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly powerful and it's incredibly vulnerable. I think for me, like to be in that secret garden or that interior life, for me has always come, there's always been an ease to that, like Mm -hmm. a natural that. And I think probably... Um, but like probably just picking it up osmosis almost from my mother. She was a very mm-hmm. deep prayer. My great-grandmother were very deep prayers. Mm-hmm. So I have these women and just experienced a lot of just heartache, you know, or um, brokenness from just different relationships, um, probably like father relationships, stuff like that in my life. And the Lord is restored and redeemed. So then for when you bring it to marriage, yeah. You know, like you bring it like for me to go to the Lord is the safest place in the world for me, mm-hmm. you know, to bring Chris into that place with me into my interior life mm-hmm. has probably been one of the most growing parts of our marriage mm-hmm. because he's That's like, hard. you go like you just go to this Lord. And he goes, you go to a secret garden and I'm not allowed. Mm-hmm. He said, are you allow me sometimes into this place with you in the Lord? And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, nope, I'm going to kick him out now. Mm-hmm. Like it's too. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's because it's this vulnerability. And I, I mean, this makes me tear up every time I say it, but because I told him like, because if you hurt me there, yes. I was like, because of the way, you know, like just my defense mechanisms, I'm like, I can get through anything if I can go back to the Lord, yeah. you know, but then like, I'm still in that survival part. Like yeah. she's going to drop, but I'm like, if you hurt me there, I don't know if I'll survive, yeah. you know? And, but the Lord's been asking me, but it's not a question. It's a question of trusting Chris, which I do, but he says more so it's a question of trusting the Lord. Yeah. Do you trust me? Like this is the person that you're one with this person mm-hmm. and you need to come to me fully. Yeah. Both of you fully with the Lord um, together, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the deep communion. And I think John Paul II communicates it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I love reading more and more about his life and he tells you the things that he learned the most about his priesthood are actually from the married couples. Yeah, it's true. He said from the laity. Yeah. You know, it's from the married couples watching love. And if you read, you know, Love and Responsibility <clears throat> or the Jeweler's Workshop or mm-hmm. any of those books, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful love and sacrifice of marriage, you yeah. know, and that deep communion with mm-hmm. another person, mm-hmm. you know. But that's hard. It is hard. You know, because it, it's vulnerability. I mean, vulnerability and risk mm-hmm. that each of us have to go in. And it's freedom. But it's freedom with a cost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Heather. Yeah, I was just thinking that's a that's an interesting dynamic that occurs. Mm-hmm. I, I experienced something very similar. I had this deep intimacy with the Lord, and then I met Jake. And and trying to love God with my whole heart. And then as our yeah. vocation was revealed, yeah. how do I love Jake with my whole heart? Oh, and know. God with my whole heart. Oh, yeah. And not let one like cause any disintegration between the others, sure. you know? So like my relationship with God can't be like, well, I'm going to pull away from Jake when I get mm-hmm. hurt and just like, of course we need to go to the Lord, but yeah. it can't create distance. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. it should always continue to bring communion and vice versa. Like I can't go to Jake with all that I need or want or desire and expect him to, mm-hmm. to fill that in me and cause 
any disruption in my union with God. You know, so it was hard. I was like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know what this means. Like, because it was just me and God for so long. Like Mm -hmm. I had this early conversion experience and it, and it quickly grew into something very personal and very intimate and deep for me. Um, But I also remember being engaged and falling into sin with Jake Mm -hmm. and experiencing uh, so much it, it was pain in my relationship mm. with God because mm. of how it was hurting my relationship mm. with him. Oh, that's a good word. And I remember just feeling this, like, I mean, so many tears were shed over just like, Lord, what have I done? Like, and I know that God is quick to forgive and he's merciful and yeah. kind, but, but there was, there was a rupture that was happening because I could, I didn't know how to love Jake well. Yeah. And I didn't know how to let him love purely, you know, yes. like there was all of our stuff was coming up yeah. of like the past that you think you don't, you don't have it maybe or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm treading on new ground and here it comes. Like it was mm-hmm. all coming up of all of these different things. And I'm like the, the lack of purity or self-control and all this new ground we're treading into. And I'm like, it, I could just feel the, the disruption in my mm-hmm. relationship with God that was so painful. Yeah. And for many years, I carried that, like would go to confession about it. Often. I'm like, Lord, I know, I know that you forgive me, but there's something that happened yeah. that I need you to restore. Oh, and that just took time, yeah, not because yeah. of God holding out on me, but because of me, yeah. you know, my shame, my, my inability to still love in the purest ways, like all, all of that stuff. So it's a journey, friends. It is a journey. And as you try to have your marriage really be an icon of the love of God, mm-hmm. like, holy smokes, your stuff's going to come up. Mm-hmm. It's going to expose more than it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's expose the, the, the good, the bad, parts. and the, like, yeah, the good, the bad, yeah. and the really messy. Yeah. No, and isn't that what love does? It's it's a mirror. Yes, it it's does. like it's it's a mirror into. Mm-hmm. I think we've all talked about places, and I know for your husbands as well, and for me, just different people in my own life of, of had that person not come into my life, I wouldn't have known certain things about myself. Oh yes, I'm mm-hmm. like I didn't. Wow, I didn't know that was part of me, you know. And so mm-hmm. the Lord brings those things in, and you think of. We think of, you know, freedom, and there's a beautiful quote here from John Paul II from Love and Responsibility, and he says, Limitation of one's freedom might seem to be something negative and unpleasant, but love makes it positive, joyful, and a creative thing. Freedom exists for the sake of love. Mm. And I think that reality of being free to be able to to give the gift of ourselves to God, to, it's just not compulsory, it's not it's not manipulated, and to give the gift of ourselves to another. And in our daily life, the, the people that are, that are, are entrusted to us, but I have to think sometimes, and I experienced this in religious life. I've been in my community over 23 years now, and, and I came to it freely. And, but there were times where I was like, I did not sign up for this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost like more difficult because you're like, no, I did this freely. But at the same time, you're like, I did this freely, and I'm just like, it's killing me right now. And I'm yeah. sure it's, it's been married yeah. women. Have, I been, have I been duped? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That question Our, will <laughs> arise, friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what yes. your vocation is. Yeah. You just go, yes. have I let myself been duped? Yes. It's Jeremiah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it's really easy to um, put expectations on other people oh, to be yes. your fulfillment. Yes. I remember it was seven or eight years into marriage and I had this epiphany and it was nothing that Chris had done, but it was an epiphany for me like, oh my goodness, I have put on this man all the expectations for him to make better all the things that my dad did not do correctly. Oh, girl. And like, and it was almost like this mm-hmm. unspoken expectation. Like, a pe- and I was just waiting to catch him. Like, mm-hmm. oh, see, look. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember going to him and repenting. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I have put these expectations on you that are were not yours to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so sorry. And it was something significantly broke 
when I spoke that out and asked for his forgiveness and, you know, we went through that process because then he was absolutely able to love me freely in a way that he was not before. And it was actually when I withdrew these expectations that known and unknown to me, like that he was able to love me freely and was starting to receive the love that my heart so desired Mm -hmm. from him Mm -hmm. because he was coming not under this weight or judgment of me. He was coming freely to love, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think each one of us have that. We're like, make it better. Fix it. We all do that to people. Yes. You know, Um, you know, like that line you complete me no you really don't like no Jerry Maguire you know like that's original solitude Jesus completes you honey and so yeah but you're like okay but that's what we want you know we want another person instead of Mm. ourselves or the Holy Spirit or the Trinity dwelling within us to complete us we want Mm. that person make it better Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think I mean in turn it causes us to put people in bondage really. yeah, it does. Where, where we don't allow them to love us freely that's mm-hmm. scary yes. you know because it's like if you don't love me the way that I think I need to be loved it's so true then yep. that probably means you're going to hurt me yes <laughs> yeah so if you could just do this then I know I'm going to feel safe yeah and and I think often we don't even know the way that we need oh, to be loved and and we so think true. we know but we don't mm-hmm. know and until we experience someone who is truly bringing themselves to the it's it's the gift of self it's not all about us like they're trying to give themselves as a gift to us yeah. that we are to receive it's not just can you give me what I need like love me in this way and yes. meet all of my needs oh, and all yes. my fears oh, and yes. be this for me it is a person coming before a person to give themselves completely to mm-hmm. the other. And am I open to receive who they are in the way that they want oh, to give yes. it, in a way that only they can? Mm-hmm. You know, which if you're called to marriage, this is mysteriously God's plan that this person, have you ever seen that on Instagram reels where it's like uh, this voice that says, uh, do you ever look at your person and just wonder, wow, how did I ever get? And they're doing something so stupid. Like yeah. they're just doing something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, sometimes that is the real thing. You're like, how is this person like God's <laughs> desire for my life? Like yeah. I have no idea. And I wonder and I ask questions sometimes. But but to have that trust that truly, as as we are becoming one and as we are hopefully making each other holy and loving each other as Christ intends that, that we are becoming who we are meant to be. Mm-hmm. And only with this person, that this is the pathway that God yes. has designed in the good, the bad, and the ugly, that that if we love the Lord and we're, we continue to bring it all before him, that he will work it all out for our mm-hmm. good. You know, mm-hmm. it's a mystery. So My yes, goodness, it is. is it a mystery? And I'm sure even <laughs> for you, sister, you're like, yeah. Really? This, all oh, these yes. sisters, this community, these yeah. priests, this, this is yeah. what you intended for me, Lord, from all time. This is what. Yeah, it this was. is my and, way of sanctification, or yeah. this is my way of joy. Like, yeah. this is the way that I was called. And I'm sure people have thought that about me as well. It's like, like this yeah. is the way of, of the fulfillment which God has for me. Like, this is the way of love. Like, mm-hmm. from all eternity, when yeah. God created me and my mother's womb at that moment, like the way He formed my heart, like this, this is the way to fulfillment of love. And yeah. so often it looks different, and I, I we think we think it ought to look different. We're like not not this Lord, and it's such a it is a divine because we're we're just so little. And when we mm-hmm. talk about, and I think you know when we talk about freedom, we're not talking about doing whatever I want, however I want. That's yes. license. So yes. we're, when we talk about freedom, in in this sense, we're talking about the fullness of freedom is to, to be able to see what is good and to choose what is good. So that's how I know how free I am is to be able to to behold what is good and then my freedom to choose what is good. And so that's why many times we see ourselves like in compulsion or bondage where we can see what's good, but we just don't have the capacity to choose it or we don't out of our own, you know, character defects or weakness or and and even as we're talking about this, you can hear 
since we've been talking about the identity of daughter, of sister, of, of mother, you can hear our wounds from childhood. I mean, you can hear the whole, oh, yeah. which is why it is so imperative that we must always allow Jesus to come into our own personal hearts so so he can he- bring us in a wholeness and communion so that we can grow more holy. Otherwise, what we'll do, like you both have said, we'll just put it on the other person our whole life mm-hmm. and say, this is your fault. You're not making me happy. I I, I want something else. And, you know, and the, yeah, the, sometimes when people change behavior, it does alleviate, obviously. But when we're putting our whole life on, like, this is your fault, do something to make it better, that's just a just, it just destroys everybody. Mm-hmm. It will crush them. Yeah. Crush yeah. Them. The weight of our expectation yes. and our anticipation of the disappointment that yeah. they're going to lead us into yeah. will crush them. Mm-hmm. And it, it will foil all the plans, you know, like yes. it, it really does. It, it foils all of the things that we we actually desire. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like sabotaging ourselves. It is. Sense, it's you know? our self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. 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 You would do that. But I love, John Paul II, I love the book, Love and Responsibility. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's and so, so we see love, but we forget that and responsibility, that mm-hmm. I am responsible for my own actions. I'm responsible for my own holiness, mm-hmm. my wholeness, my growth. And when I take responsibility for that, then I can love others freely. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like even looking, changing the way I view other people as a gift and yeah. when I don't understand, like, oh, wow, look at the mystery of them. Mm-hmm. Like, so let me unwrap this gift in a different way. Like, let me see, Lord, you created everyone as a gift. Yeah. So how do I receive the gift of who they are? So true. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I receive the gifts of, you know, whether my husband should sometimes when it they're is. like pushing on all your wounds, you're like, I want to kill you. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> and that's the where worst you... gift that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no. it's just true. Like, yeah, I know, right? It's like real talk. A real talk. So yeah, your self-awareness. Or oh, realize yes. where you don't feel like you're a gift yourself. So you yes. don't want to give yourself to other yeah. people. You're like, I don't feel like I'm a gift in this mm-hmm. area. So therefore, I don't want to give myself in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where the Lord is calling us to say, okay, come in the garden with me. It's scary. Yes. You know, it's vulnerable, but you are a gift. And, you know, and he con- continually reminds us, we are a gift to be given, not to hold, not to hoard. Mm-hmm. you know, but a gift to be given to others. And seeing it through that lens is, I think, it can be life-changing and transforming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and JP2 talks a lot about that. Like, yeah. this is where we find ourselves. When exactly. we make a sincere gift of ourselves to another, that this is truly where we will find ourselves. Yeah. It's the losing your life and then you find it. Like, Absolutely. it's all the, it's the flipping upside down that the gospel does. Mm-hmm. We think that we can't do that or we'll mm-hmm. lose everything that mm-hmm. will be lost. We'll oh, have nothing. Absolutely. You know, there's orphan parts of us oh, yes. that activate yeah. when we're in a relationship with someone, whether mm-hmm. it's the Lord or with another person. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it will activate and we think, I need to protect myself. Yeah. I need oh, to yeah. I need to do it all for myself. I need to make sure that I'm getting I'm getting what I want or that I'm first or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And, and there's not, I mean, and part of a relationship is, is, you know, kind of a sitting at a table with another person and saying, putting everybody's needs on the table yeah. and like, what do you, what do you need? What are your desires? And and so it's, it's not um, dismissing our desires or saying that what we need doesn't matter, but it's like the honest assessment mm-hmm. of that. And like, mm-hmm. what is, what is, I, I always pray about that all the time. Like, what is truth? Like, Lord, what is reality? What am I putting expectations on? I think one of the things that the Lord really convicted me of many years ago that I, that really just helped my own growth. And I catch myself doing at times is what psychologists call magical thinking mm-hmm. of like finding this one person or this one situation or this one event will finally come along and I'll be perfect mm-hmm. and my life will be perfect mm-hmm. and and I had I had no idea how long that was like an operating system in the background of my heart of well it's just one thing it's just this it's just the next thing and and just the Lord was so gentle about that of 
there is no perfect situation or no. person or you even like maybe one day I'll be good enough to be loved. Like I'll finally get it all together. So you'll love me. I don't mm -hmm. have to try so hard. And like that was such, and it's still something the Lord works out in my heart every day. I'm like, okay, Lord, just to surrender. Here's my heart. Here's what I desire. Here's what I would like. Here's what I, and, and that's, that's life friends. Like it's just, it's, it's just the humble daily things of life. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for just that continuing, um, there's a rootedness for each and every one of us to have in our faith and a rootedness mm -hmm. in our relationship with Christ. But also there's a commitment to growth, yes. ongoing growth. Oh, yes. When we uh, mentor young couples for marriage and prep them, one of my biggest things is, like they said, what is essential? And I said, essentially your faith, that you, your, your identity is rooted in Christ, yeah. your identity. And then that the Lord is writing a new story with the two becoming one. The Amen. Lord has never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. This creation of the two becoming one. This is a new creation, a new love story the Lord has written to the world. Like your marriage is, you know, an icon of mm -hmm. the church and um, Christ. So like the Lord's doing something new here. But I always say third, a commitment to ongoing growth, mm -hmm. a commitment to ongoing holiness and wholeness, yeah. like that you continue to grow, that you aren't, don't succumb to some complacency yeah. or just this is the way it's always going to be or mm -hmm. all of that, that you continue to grow and that you really continue to be a student of one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a school of love and you do not graduate. You know, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of us may not get out of elementary school. <laughs> Me. And so, but, you know, it's a constant school of love. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Good one. Mm -hmm. Well, gosh, there's so much more to go as we unfold the different parts of this. Identity. I know. As I'm like thinking ahead of the series, I'm like, oh, let's not get in. Like, we could just say one sentence and launch into a whole other mm -hmm. topic. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but we I'm will. So, about this series. yeah. So, maybe this week, as we talk about just our own area of freedom, of our ability to, with the Lord, to see what is good and to choose the good and just to kind of notice in our hearts, maybe where we're putting on expectations mm -hmm. on our spouses, or our children, or people in our life that are often even subconscious to us. We don't even know we're doing it. And just to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, where, where in my life am I not free? Like, where have I grown in freedom? And then where in my life am I not free? Where, Lord, where in my life am I putting expectations on people that I can't possibly fulfill? And maybe spending some more time in, in the garden this week with the Lord. It might be just helpful to kind of open our hearts a bit and just to kind of massage our hearts so we can journey more deeply into this identity as bride, which is going to be really beautiful. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So, Miss Heather, would you like to show say one thing for you, my dear? Yes, my one thing is a playlist that I made called make The, the best Hidden playlist. Life. Wow. The Hidden Life. And it's just, yep, songs of intimacy mm -hmm. um, between us and the Lord. And so I, we were talking about that at the beginning of this podcast, uh -huh. the importance of growing in the hidden life and the hidden places that no one else can see, that no one else can go. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that playlist blesses people. There is a song in there that I was sharing with Sister Miriam this morning called oh. Preference by oh, Rachel yes. Morley. Oh, and she is like, I don't want to worship my preference anymore. Mm -hmm. Tell them the other, they're like, they talked about I won't like worship how you want love, how you want to be loved or like how I want to, you to love me or something. What was the yeah, other one you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, I want to love who you are, yes. not who I think, think you, you are. You are. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, so a little song of repentance yeah. thrown in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so anyway, that'll be in the show notes. If you want to access that playlist, it's in the show notes on our website. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. Michelle. Mine isn't, I can't remember if we mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but the book by Francine Rivers, Redeeming Love. Mm. And it is, they actually, it'll be a movie, I think, coming out 
a couple months before this podcast airs in January. They're making it into oh, a movie. Oh, I saw Beth Moore talk, make a funny comment about the poster, yes. like, the, or like the image for the. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, looks like they're not leaving room for the Holy Spirit. If you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it was. But it is a beautiful story of um, the Book of Hosea. You know, fiction story of the Book of Hosea by Francine Rivers. Is that so. the quote y'all have in your bedroom? Yes. I Which what does it say? Oh gosh, if you ask me that, something love about the Lord. going back to Eden. Yes, return. It's restoring Eden, returning oh. to Eden. If you love and forgive, that is the way back into Eden, returning Eden. That's a great idea. Yeah, we should all do that. <laughs> we should <laughs> That's do a that. Good idea. <laughs> so well, there you go. Well, since it's spring, I have a wonderful because you know you know I love kale. It's one of my love languages. Yeah. I know, I know. It, it, it's okay. We know. It, it, yeah. So it's a kale salad with carrot ginger dressing. And it's got kale, it's got avocado, it's got, I believe, um, chickpeas in it. So it's a wonderful spring salad that you can bring to your graduation parties or your spring outdoor events. And, and it's kale. I mean, need we say more? No. Like no. The two of you are horrified right now. Anyway. So. <laughs> What's the kale? We are whatever. Like, oh, kale. Here kale, we go. Kale, yeah. <laughs> well, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us. And we just invite you to, to settle in and just to open your heart to all the Lord wants to speak to you about being a bride. So until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.